Okay, so it's late. I wanted to take the time now to do my first podcast for uh, my business, Keys with Kita. So I want to welcome everybody to my first podcast. It is uh, Thursday, January the 31st of 2019, and we are experiencing a polar vortex outside. Supposedly, it's negative 30 degrees out. Um, DTE just sent a huge blast out to all, well, consumers sent a huge blast out to all of um, all of their users to turn the heat down to 65 degrees um, until Friday, because that's, you know, when the vortex is supposed to lift uh, in an effort to reserve energy and fuel for heating natural gas. So if I mean, I don't know how well that's, you know, gonna work, but I mean, hey, it is what it is. But back to real estate. So first thing first, I wanted to welcome everybody to listening to my first podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I wanted to take the time out to go over a couple of tips um, when dealing with a real estate agent. And these are tips for first time home buyers in this series. So on this first recording or this first podcast, I want to talk about communication and how it's important as a first time home buyer to, you know, effectively communicate to the age with the agent that you choose. Now we're going to get into all of the other stuff. I know everybody wants to hear about the whole thing with the mortgages and actually getting the money. But, you know, getting the money is um, the beginning and the end. However, there are a ton of middle driving factors that get you to the closing table. And one of them is being effectively communicating with your agent and by effectively communicating i don't mean calling them every hour every 30 minutes or sending them leads from off of zillow or trulia um you know three or four times a day effective communication means knowing exactly what you want and what you're looking for as agents it's our job to scout for you and to put in all of the necessary legwork in order to get you to your goal which would be a um, owner occupant home or either an investment property commercial property vacant land a business whatever the case may be it's our job to get you there and the only way we can get you there is if well i'm not going to say only But one of the many ways that we get you there is by having an effective communication within the relationship. Pretty much what I'm saying is know what you want. Everybody wants a three-bedroom home. Everybody wants a four-bedroom home. However, not everybody wants a three-bedroom home on a waterfront. Everybody doesn't want a three-bedroom home with a natural fireplace. Everybody doesn't want a three-bedroom home that sits on an acre um, and a quarter of land. Um, Be specific when talking to your agent. Make sure you let them know, I want a three-bedroom home. I have to make sure that it's at minimum 1,000 square feet. I need all of the bedrooms to be on the first floor So I'm looking for a ranch. In addition to that, I also need a very big backyard with no trees because I do have a dog that's a part of the family and needs freedom to run around. That's effectively communicating with your agent. Now, what I usually tell people to do, and this is a tip from me to you for whatever agent you choose to work with before you go to them, if you know your general criteria of what you're looking for, think of three additional things that your home has to have. 
three things that your home has to have no if ands or questions about it you cannot live without these three things these three things are going to make your life easier they're going to make your home more homey they're going to make you want to stay there they're going to make you want to put more into your investment those three things are three things that you need to think about now be advised that those three things may change the thing that I like to get my clients to when we talk about their um, their home or a piece of property that they want to get is we talk about their end goal. What is it that you're looking for? Because ultimately, if you're not happy with a big investment such as a house, a car, or a piece of jewelry, you are not going to get the optimal satisfaction out of it that you should. And those are three of the biggest purchases. Well, you know, alongside with education and retirement and, you know, other financial decisions that you're going to have to make throughout the lifetime. But, um, you know, getting something where you're going to lay your head or have other people lay their head is very, very important when you're investing $10,000, dollars $50,000 $50, plus. So um, that is my tip for today on the podcast, on this podcast, on my very first podcast, is to make sure that you effectively communicate with your agent. If we're you know, the millennials, I believe that's millennials. They're starting to buy more houses, people between the ages of 25 and 30. Or, I mean, the numbers kind of change, okay? Millennials, people, um, you know, up until their early to mid-30s are looking to buy homes now. And that's my tip to you, being a realtor, being in the field every day and speaking to clients. That is probably one of the most important, no, that is probably one of the most important things that I ask them because it makes my job easier. It also makes their hunt easier. And it also is a little fun, too, because if those things, if we don't find those things, then you can do a lot of other homework and have fun with going in the Home Depot, DIY projects, and also just taking the time out to figure out if this is truly what you want or if it can be substituted for something else. That's my podcast for today. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, shoot me an email at keyswithkita at gmail.com. Feel free to uh, give me a call or shoot me a text, uh, 313-414-0459, if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent real estate. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Keys with Kita and also follow my Facebook page at Keys with Kita as well. I hope you guys enjoy enjoyed. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Um, I hope you guys are listening out for the next one. Thanks. Peace. Okay, so in addition to the recording earlier, I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on being a first-time home buyer and communicating with your agent. I talked about in the previous video about communicating with your agent as far as being specific to what you want and what you're looking for during your search for real estate. I want to further elaborate on that and say some other components in communication that also need to happen in order for you to develop a healthy relationship with your realtor. Because ultimately, you want the realtor that you work with to be a longtime, almost family friend for for you. I mean, just because you live in a house and you buy a house today, that doesn't mean that you're not going to want to sell it in another 
few years. You never know what circumstances or what situations may come up that you may have to sell your home or you may know friends and family that may move in town and you may need to refer them to somebody that you can trust. So effectively communicating is not only being specific about what you want in a home, um, but it also includes what I had mentioned earlier as far as timing and when to call, like you don't have to call them every hour, every 30 minutes, whatever. You want to make sure that you do call as frequent as necessary you do want to make sure that you are checking in with your agent if your agent calls you you want to make sure that you return their call if they text you you want to make sure that you return their text in a timely manner because we do have questions for you we do find things we do find ways to save you money we do want the best for you that's what our job is and that's to work in the best interest of our client so when those opportunities do come up we want to communicate with you right away so in turn being speedy and you know being mindful that you are working with a realtor is good and making sure that you know you guys have that timely communication with each other um so we have specifics <clears throat> we have uh, being timely in communication. And then one of the third things is the tone in your communication as well. I mean, having your tone is, is borderline to me, in my opinion, because I do have this problem. It can, it, it's borderline kind of hereditary, or not really hereditary, is what I've been conditioned to growing up. Everybody was pretty loud. Um, the women, I mean, I grew up around a lot of women, so everybody was pretty loud and everybody was pretty aggressive and very uh, strong and we project. So that for some people can be rather intimidating. That's one of my weaknesses that I have identified. I'm not completely focused on it <coughs> because I do want to focus on my strengths. However, it is a weakness that I am aware of. <coughs> excuse me and when called out on it i will correct <coughs> if necessary <coughs> so coming from the client standpoint um excuse me guys just your tone and communication it can make or break a relationship with your realtor because realtors are people and they do want to be respected uh they are you also want to make sure if you guys are not face to face that your tone does show you know if you're happy if you're you know if you're sad or whatnot if you don't know how to portray those emotions in your tone then just pick up in another area of communication where you can shine maybe you're great with words and in your emails or in your text messages as we use these days so effectively communicating i would say would be defined in my opinion if i were to work with the client it would be them being specific and knowing what they're what they want um it would be being uh, mindful of my time as well as theirs and making sure that we communicate with each other as if you do your cousins. And thirdly, just having a respectful tone for each other and realizing that we both are investing our time and our efforts in reaching a goal. So at the end of the day, that's what we need to stay focused on together. So, like I said, again, if you guys have any questions about anything that I've spoken about so far, 
if you guys want to hear more if you guys have any questions that you want me to answer feel free to reach out to me via my instagram page which is at keys with kita my facebook page which is at keys with kita you can also email me which is keys with kita at gmail.com and you can also shoot me a text at 313-414-0459 i'm here for it I hope y'all have a great day. It's cold, still out here driving in this vortex that they got us or that Mother Nature got us in until Friday. I hope you guys stay warm. Stay blessed. Peace. Hey everybody, it's your girl Keys with Kita, and I am back with my second episode to my series of the 2019 road to being a first time home buyer. Now, in the last segment, we well, in this entire series, I'm giving tips and just giving information to everyone about the industry in real estate and also giving some key pointers to people who are looking forward to becoming a first time home buyer in the year of 2019 and further on, especially um, people who don't have as much knowledge into the industry and really know how it works. So And I will say this, there are different ways that the industry can work. So let me just say that there is no clear cut path to get you to your goal or destination to being a homeowner. Some people have more work to do than others. Some people don't want to do as much work as others. And some people do entirely too much. So the last uh, the last recording I talked about clearly and effectively communicating with the agent of your choice. Every piece of information that I give on the podcast is literally from my own experience in working with people over the course of the last couple of years. The last recording, I talked about effectively communicating with your agent, and I broke it down into three components. One being... Very, one being you should be very specific or as specific as you can. This is just a recap from the last podcast for people who didn't listen to it. And if you are interested in listening to it, um, it's actually published uh, and it's entitled Communication. So um, if you don't have it, let me know and then I can provide it to you personally. Anyway, moving forward, the first thing in communication is being specific with your agent and knowing exactly what you're looking for when you're looking for a home. Everyone wants the general idea of a bedroom count, a bathroom count, a basement, and a garage. However, that is the blueprint for a lot of people who are on the market looking for a home. You want to be as specific to your agent because we have different filters, we have different people, and we have to know what you're looking for because ultimately, we don't want to waste your time and ours, and our job is to get you to the closing table. The other component of communication is um, communicating effectively as far as time goes making sure that you check in with your agent when your agent does call you and ask for some information or wants to chit chat, just making sure we're all busy, just making sure that you get back to them in a timely timely manner. And the same thing is expected of an agent to their client. The last thing is the tone in which you communicate with your agent. 
You want to make sure that you're respectful because they're human too. They have feelings also. Uh, it is business, and in business, uh, there are no feelings or there are very minimal feelings. However, you still want to keep in mind, you want to build a lasting relationship with the person who is going to be helping you manage your huge investment. Now that we've recapped that last episode, I want to go into the topic for today. Um, And that topic is actually going to be, uh, first and foremost, is be prepared to act quickly. The market that we're in in the city, well, I'm not going to just say in the city, but here in Michigan, it is a seller's market. So what's happening? What is a seller's market? A seller's market is when the inventory um, of homes is low and the demand is high from the buyers. So what happens is the seller, a lot of sellers are ending up selling their homes for a higher price than what it's initially listed for. Buyers find themselves getting caught up in what we like to call bidding wars between other buyers because what they want the homes. So acting quickly, when you go out, one one question that I include in my one-on-one buyer consults, and this is a question that you want to have an answer to if you choose to work with me or any other agent. If you were to find your dream home, and this is a question that is passed around from the greats of uh, Tom Ferry um, and even Jeff Glover and my own personal broker, Tyra Nicole, if you were to come and see your dream home today, would you be prepared to make an offer today? That is a very important question, and it ultimately lets your agent know and yourself know if you are indeed very serious about becoming a homeowner. If you like it and if it makes you feel well and if it makes you feel good and gives you that nice feeling on the inside, then more than likely it is your opportunity and your time to pounce. Any client that I have worked with in the past and I have shown them a home and they have gotten that feeling and they've acted quickly, they're happy. Clients that second guess themselves, they end up losing out or they end up having to go through a lot of unnecessary stress to get the home that they want. They may have acted too slowfully and then next thing you know, another offer came in. So now they have to raise their offer and thus spend more money to get the house that they really want. All in all, you wanna make sure that you act quickly when it's time, um, when you do find that home of your choice and that house that you truly, truly want. Like I said, this is going out to all of the first-time home buyers, and I know that a lot of you guys may have a lot of questions when it comes to looking for your first investment for occupancy or for business purposes. But acting quickly is very important in this market and in this industry. The next tip that I want to share with all of you guys, and it's just a little bit of knowledge because I actually run across this a lot when I talk to people. As a first-time home buyer, you are looking for an agent to represent you. You are looking for an agent who is looking out for your best interests. With that being said, buyer's representation is free. 
Okay, I can't say that again. Buyer's representation is free. In most cases, now like I said, there is no set standard to how this goes. Um, the only set standard is that we want to work in the best interest to, of our clients to get you to the closing table. Um, just to elaborate on buyer representation, a lot of times when I talk to people, they come to me and they're like, wow, well, how much is it? A lot of people don't know that buyer's agents typically do not charge for their services. What happens when a home goes up for sale, the seller has negotiated the commission ahead of time with their agent responsible for marketing and selling their home. That commission is thus split down the pipeline amongst other individuals that assist in getting the home sold. That includes the buyer's agent. So when you go out and when you retain a real estate agent to represent you in the home buying process, as they are assisting you, it is important to know that they are working in your best interest to get you to the closing table and their fee that they're working for is included in that overall commission for selling at home. Now, there may be some cases where an agent may represent you and the seller is not offering any commission. That's when your realtor becomes savvy in negotiating that. And they may even come back to you and let you know, like, hey, I can do this for you. And I can make sure that you get the best possible deal. That is my job and my duty to you. Um, however, this seller is not offering any type of commission. So would you be able to compensate me? Um, and that is a conversation that has to be had. Now, I've had people come to me and offer to pay a retainer fee for my services up front. I don't typically ask for it. But in most cases, those people are people who know that they're very busy and they're probably not going to be ready to actively look for quite some time. However, they want to make sure that they have booked and solidified my services when that time does come. Another thing that they let me know and when they understand the business, especially, is that, you know, a lot of times that retainer fee assists with certain things that your agent has to do to get you to the closing table. So fuel, uh, it may also require uh, maybe there's some type of inspection that needs to be done. You want to make sure that you are prepared, and I'm going to talk about that in my next podcast for uh, we're going to get into the financials of things and the things that you need to prepare for when you're getting ready, when you're getting ready to purchase your first home. But those are my two tips and those are my two topics for today. First and foremost is acting quickly when you do find the home that you want. And second of all, making sure you choose buyer representation that does work in your best interest. I want to say that that would be one thing I want you to take away. Even though buyer representation is free, that word free can come with a lot of different consequences. You may get, you know, a buyer's agent who has other paying clients and they put those clients as precedents over you. That may very well be the case. However, 
it does not change what our job is and that is to work in the best interest of the client and get you guys to the closing table i can't say that enough however don't feel as if a lot of times when i talk to people i say well hey how come you didn't reach out to an agent well i didn't have the money to pay for the services well did you know that buyer representation was free is what i often tell them and they tell me that they didn't know so I just want to leave that with you guys and letting you know that it's okay if you're a first-time home buyer. You're going to have a lot of questions. It's okay to reach out to a real estate agent. You want to make sure you interview them to make sure that they're working in the best interest of you. However, it is, in my opinion, a borderline necessity when you're a first-time home buyer. So you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys follow me on my Instagram at Keys with Kita, on Facebook at Keys with Kita as well. If you guys have any questions or have any topics that you want covered, you can feel free to send me an email at Keys with. Uh, my email is Keys with Kita at gmail.com. That's K E Y S W I T H K E I T A at gmail.com. I look forward to sharing other tips with you periodically throughout the upcoming months and hope that I am able to help someone on their road to being a first-time home buyer in 2019. I thank you guys for listening, and I hope to get some feedback from you all. Peace. You guys have a good one.